Tremble, tremble, you lesser beings. Tremble before glue. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hit the theme music. All right. I mean, is that increasingly going to be our, our kind of reaction? It's me throwing something at you and like that you're not, it's not necessarily like made for you to bounce off of, but no. like I give you a look being like, what are you going to say to that? That's how it's <laughs> always been. I thought. Yes. That's, that's essentially. Dan- just... Daniel never tells me what he's about to say. No. We've rehearsed it Some... like three times exactly like 161 episodes. Yeah. Some t- I think like last, last week we, I was like, Hey, I'm going to do this. You respond to this and I'll do it like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have fun. That's the slow reader style. Yeah. Yes. A slow readers. Trying to keep it light in very dark times. That's, yeah, the, um, okay. The yeah. tagline of 2020. Yeah, <laughs> boy, how much worse can this year get? I can't imagine. Well, there's still the election. That's true. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> not to not to just be macabre about it. Yeah, two months ago, I was like, wow, I can't imagine how much, like, wow. I can't believe we're in such dark times. Yeah, that was dark. Yep. I, for, I forgot about COVID. Yeah, oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Welcome, listener readers. That's it. Have you heard the popping in the middle of the night? Those like really loud pops. I was speaking to uh, our neighbor Ilsia about it, and I was like, "Is that what that noise is at night? Are those like either guns, tear gas, or fireworks?" Nah, it's fireworks or something. I don't I think, think it's people, fireworks. Uh, yeah, people aren't popping off their guns here. I've it, heard some gunshots in my day. It's a uh, yeah. I'm assu- it does sound like fireworks. Then again, I don't. Yeah, I don't necessarily know what guns sound like. But anyway. Anyway. So welcome, dear listener readers. Welcome, listener readers. To slow readers, your weekly fast-paced literature podcast. Brought to you by Top Gallon Radio. Here, the conversation is always on books. It's always on reading. It's always on words on the page. It's always on whiskey. It's always on magic. It's always on bourbon whiskey. It's always on big cats, baby. It's always on big cats. A lot of cats lately. A lot of cats. A lot of cats. A lot of cat talk. Gabriel! Mm -hmm. So, uh, I don't think I told you. My mother uh, uh, had me call her today for the second time when essentially she thought she lost my cat Milo. Uh Uh-huh. Again? (laughs) The second time, like, lately. I thought she lost the Chihuahua the other day. She, no, she, she never lost a Chihuahua. Um, she, she almost lost my cat Milo. I see. Um, because like she, she said like, like he was outside and then I went to look for him and he just wasn't in the backyard here. He somehow got into the basement and she just didn't know how. Well, all right. Um, Milo the book cat today, Milo, Milo, uh, retired book cat. Yes. Um, although he's still probably sleeping. Smoky boy. But, uh, no, he like got out of like the backyard area, which is like completely fenced in. Like the fucking squid that he is, I guess. I don't know. Solid. Gabriel? Yes. <laughs> Who and what are you? Well, I was about to say, even okay. before that, this is the only yes, explicit literature mm-hmm. podcast on the market. Never uh-huh. mind the comedy. I don't think there are any other podcasts that talk about books every work, every mm-hmm. work that say words <laughs> like fuck. We say things like big cat. We say things like big old kitty. We say things like Leon? 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 Leon, because I wasn't too sure. I don't remember at this point if he, if uh, the because I'm listening to the audiobook for this that if he said Leanne or Leanne, but it's like, like it's like close. Make more know? sense, Leanne. Yeah. Whatever is whatever is more Welsh. Fluter flam. Also, we we like jiggling our fucking whiskey glasses with our eyes right against the ca- well, right against the mic. I, I picked the small ice cubes. Oh yeah, no, that's mm-hmm. smart. I picked the big ones. Yeah, uh, technically I'm supposed to drink it before it melts, but I'm taking my time. Whatever. That's fine. It's I'm your whiskey. Super cash. Live your life. Anyway, like you were saying, hi everyone, my name is Gabe yes. Mara. I'm a comedian every now and again, I'm a writer and a podcast producer. Mm-hmm. And if you're ordering cocktails or wine in the Studio City area here in sunny Los Angeles that's on fire in more ways than one, <laughs> um, I'm probably uh, delivering it to you. 
Yeah. Yeah. This guy over here delivering. We're on curfew. We're on curfew. Bum, ba dum, bum, bum. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I am Daniel Gonzalez. Hello, Daniel. Uh, America's audio producer, editor, mm-hmm. writer, and an author of fiction. Suck it, Ira Glass. Suck it, Ira Glass. You didn't write no goddamn book. You ain't no nerd. You ain't no nerd. You're such a nerd. You're over there studying radio. I didn't. (laughs) I should have, but I didn't. Yeah, definitely should have done that. Can you do that? Can you study radio? Hey, man, I read all these books on it. Yeah. Um, but this is a show about... Man, I studied the movie Radio starring Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, you love that movie. I love me some radio. For people who don't know Gabe here, like, he loves talking about radio. Yeah, all day, Mm -hmm. every day. Is Ed Harris in that? I feel like it's Ed Harris and Cooper Gooding Jr. Yeah, he's like the coach of like the football team or something like that. Makes sense. Sure. You should know it. You're the big radio fan. It's true. Well, <laughs> I just stare at the box. <laughs> you just stare at, you're just a fan of the box. Yeah. Yeah. I love that trailer. I've never seen it. Oh. Or maybe I did way back when. Yeah, it's terrible. Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. <laughs> so again, we're continuing mm-hmm. our sub-series yeah. that is not hastily named Predained. Predained. Uh, where we're going through every single book of the Chronicles of Perdane. Yes. Yes. By Lloyd Alexander Pierce Hamilton. Yes. A.K.A. Lord Lord Lloyd Alexander Pierce, Pierce. Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Hawthorne. Hitler. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> it would have made more sense if I had added an Adolf before them. That's yeah. Adolf is Too a funnier name. It is. It's yeah. bad. Hey, that guy fought the Nazis. He did. He did. Uh, speaking of which, yeah, Gabriel. Um, so yeah, for listeners' sake, if for some reason you haven't heard the previous two episodes, yeah, if you're like, you know what, I'm gonna jump into this in the middle of the third episode, the Castle of Lear. Yeah, I mean, hey, maybe it's your favorite uh book of the series, you know? Sure, maybe you don't even know it's part of a series. Yeah. Um, or maybe you just read the first two, which are like, you know, like the first one, everyone reads that, and then like the popular one, the Black Cauldron. Yeah. Um, but that said, like in the previous two episodes, uh, for the first one where we did the Book of Three, we Yay. we kind of went into like a really deep dig into like who uh, 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 Lloyd Christopher. Who, old double L Alexander. Lloyd Alexander. I can't believe that's mm. I call him Christopher. Old Fluter Flame. God. Uh, Lloyd Cr- Alexander. Yes. Uh, in the, his history, basically he was a uh, Pennsylvania born. Yeah, he, baby. He was born uh, around Philadelphia in that Ooh. in that area, and then he basically died there. He died in 2007. Mm-hmm. Uh, these books came out in the 60s i believe between 1964 and 68 i believe so yes. uh once one every year uh the second book black cauldron and the last one won uh newberry uh awards were like the they were nominated the only one that won the newberry award is the high king yes uh and uh, and yeah, and in the second episode, we kind of go into detail about the uh, Disney film, the yeah, the infamous 80, 1985 adaptation, The Black Cauldron. Totally worth a watch if you're an adult. Totally. Um, I mean, boring if you're a kid. It's such a it's such an interesting for like people who like want to like study like you know film history or mm-hmm. Disney history or whatever. Like, you Lindsay Ellis stands out there. Yes, exactly. She did a really great video on that. Did she? Uh, I think so. Wait, I don't she, think she did a black. Somebody did a really awesome video. Oh no! You know what? I keep forgetting about Harper? this. It was Oliver Harper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like Disney has such an interesting uh, uh relationship with that movie because it was one of like their few like outright like commercial failures. Yeah, straight up. Um, and like it's to the point that like technically like Elon Wee uh should be like a Disney princess, but she's not 
because the movie did not do well. Yes. Um, and like they did not when they were releasing their VHS movies and everything like that. Like mm-hmm. the Black Cauldron was ignored because they're like pretending it doesn't exist. Yeah. It's that and Song of the South. And mm-hmm. there's a reason Song of the South isn't. Yeah. This one is just because they're like embarrassed of a failure it was. Yeah. They're like it's... and some bad blood. You know, it was one of those movies that came in during the transition when Katzenberg yeah. and Eisner came in. And I don't think neither of them have any fondness for it. So they were part of the New Guard. Why would they care? Yeah. Uh, we saw that documentary on mm-hmm. like. You know, that Waking Sleeping Beauty, highly recommend. Great documentary. Very good, yeah. Um, anyway. So that said, we so we did those, and they're definitely, if you haven't listened to them, check them out, especially when you want to hear the back history. Uh, let me just... So for this time, I did wanted to do something different, because obviously, like, I just, you know, this like this book doesn't have as much of a history as, like, The Black Cauldron, because, like, the movie and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did some research on the Mabinogian. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yes. That's great. I'm very curious. It's, uh, it's pronounced the Mabinogian? Yeah. Actually, here, let me actually play the actual pronunciation okay. because it's like really harsh and I can't necessarily like, I, I, I don't expect me to say it every time. Urban Dictionary? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just call it the Enchiridion. Mabinogian. Did I spell it right? Did I spell it right? Come on, come on. You know I fucking did. Fuck, I didn't. Shit, balls. The Andy McNabinogian? Nabinogian. Oh, that's right. I can just click over here. Oh. <laughs> oh. Excuse me a second, guys. Gabe, fill time. Fill time real quick. Well, as far as I can recall, the Mabinogian <laughs> is apparently a collection of Welsh lore that yes. a lot of um, uh, Lord of the Rings takes pages from it. And like it, I think it also uh, predates Arthurian legend. Yeah, it's like kind of all in the same. They're kind of related. Where to be honest, I'm not even too sure which one's older. No, I think yeah, I think Mabinogian is older than 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 that. Because, the Arthur word. Because like I think that this contains some of the like oldest like like uh, Britain British in that whole area. Britannica. Britannic, uh, like basically like stories ever told. Sure. Which I'm assuming is older than King Arthur. Probably. But anyway, here is here's off of like Wikipedia. Here's how the machine says Mabinogian. Mabinogion. Mabinogion. Okay. The Mabinogion. I'm going to say Mabinogion. This is America. Uh, As Gabriel said, uh, not only is the Chronicles of Perdane greatly influenced and like very loosely inspired by those stories, Mm -hmm. but like also Tolkien very much has, which is why like the names all fucking look the same. And also the name Silmarillion is named after the Mabinogion. (laughs) So so that said, I did did some back, uh, some research. That's fucking hot. Also, I wanted to say, because I keep forgetting this. Okay, so the reader of the audiobooks is James Langdon. Langdon. James Langdon? Langdon. Langdon? 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 Yeah, why am I looking at the name? I'm like, how is that said? <laughs> <laughs> All right, which was basically recorded around like 2004. Mm. And I keep forgetting to say this on air. Um, each book begins with quote unquote author's notes, which is actually read by Lloyd Alexander. Hey. So like before every book, there's like this, this old man being like, Hello. I remember when I read this. Um, wait, are we recording? It's it's cool, kind of hearing. There's a colored person here. <laughs> There's it's cool, kind of um, hearing his voice before every book. Uh, but that said, like he doesn't say anything like terribly like fresh or new or whatever. Yeah, you know? no, I'm, uh, I always enjoyed his introductions in the original printings. Yeah, uh, uh, in my in my ebook version, they're all they're all in the back. That's interesting. It, uh, they might even be the same. He might be reading exactly those. Could be. I, I, I'm not too sure. I don't know what that what that that is. I have. Uh, Gabe is reading the ebooks. Mm-hmm. I'm reading the audio. Yes, and also to recap a little bit there, um, I'm the one who loves the series since reading as a child. This is Daniel's first time. My my first time. I don't know what a Pridane is. A Pridane. That's it. Pridane, no. <laughs> by the way, is the original uh, name 
uh, that the Welsh had for Britain. Really? Yes. Oh, that Prydane Britain. That's interesting. Yes, uh, because essentially, like again, these are like the oldest. Uh, these stories are based on like the oldest stories about like from Britain and everything like that. So like they're all like mythology, like pre-Christian kind of like stories and whatnot. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so kind of uh, let me read some things about the Mabinagian. Hopefully, read me the things about the Mabinagian. Hopefully, they're not boring. Well, <laughs> they're, we'll see. They're interesting, but they're kind of like very like oh my god, they dr- they date back to the 12th and 13th century. <laughs> what? You blew the mic so hard. I know. <laughs> I, I I was so wowed by it. You're so wowed. You com- <laughs> you lost composure. Okay. Yeah. So Mabinagian. Mabinogian. Mm-hmm. Compiled in the 12th and 13th centuries from what's suspected to be both written and or- oral storytelling. Oral. <laughs> two- <laughs> 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 I don't know why that made me giggle so bad. Yep. Uh, two quote unquote source uh, manuscripts were created around like 1350 to 1410. I see. So like that's like roughly how old they are, right? Um, uh, Lady Charlotte Guest was the first to publish the complete collection of these stories which was around like 1838 to 1845 or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were they were kind of published like in pieces every now and then beforehand translated by other people. But like her version, uh, Lady Guess was like, hers were like basically read and was like the version that you had for like over a hundred years. Sure, so kind of like like the Grimm's and such. They were the first ones to compile them. Yeah, um, basically, yeah. And uh, speaking of which, uh, they're not like, related stories mm-hmm. it is basically like a collection of just the oldest stories all right however um there is a very there's a, a quartet of stories that is kind of like considered the oldest stories known in like in like this western kind of section of the world but Tight. and also are very relevant to chronicles of Perdane. oh boy that's it real quick the title mabinagian was thought to come from guest herself what does it mean but well, that's complicated. <laughs> okay. But the the reference to the titles as early as like the 17th century that are like recorded. Uh, the title has been a notorious puzzle. Oh, interesting. Uh, but basically, each of the oldest of the stories, uh, the four branches of the Mabinagi. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, that's the name of like four stories that are basically like supposedly written by the same author. I see. Um, and they're kind of they're kind of created and related. I'll explain to you in a moment. But each of those stories ends with the quote unquote. Qu- Colophon, <laughs> the colophon. I didn't mean like I had the colophon. Uh huh. I, I stutter every now and then, right? That's fine. Which uh, basically reads: Thus ends this branch of the Mabinagi. Okay. Uh, Mabinagi might refer to Mapinos, a Gaulish deity, or the Welsh word Mab, which means son, boy, or young person. Okay. Prior to guess, version, now we're getting places. The stories were published under the title "The Mabinagian or Juvenile Amusements," being ancient Welsh Welsh romances. That sounds cool. So, see what I mean? Like, it's interesting, but it's like, man, I hope this isn't boring. <laughs> it, it, it's new shit. Yeah, it's all it's all full of words I can't really say. We're a real literature fucking podcast. We're doing fucking research. God damn it, Gabriel. So yes. let me tell you about the four branches of the Mabinagi. Okay. So there are four stories involving the hero Prideri, or I'm sorry, Praderi. 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 I wrote down the, the pronunciation, uh, which is likely written by the same author, like I said. Mm-hmm. Um, the first book mainly concerns Praderi's. Uh, so how do you spell that? It's P-R-Y-D-E-R-I. Hmm. That That's sounds a, familiar. It's pronounced Praderi. I feel like that name pops up in The Foundling. Uh, that I'm sure it actually pops up somewhere because uh, basically these uh, this this quartet of stories is where like a lot of like the names come from. Sure. Um, also, like again, he's like kind of he's like 
an ancient hero yeah. that came to like King Arthur, you know? Yeah, or maybe like in in the, in the series they mentioned like um, Gwydion of the House of Dawn, the High King Math, yeah. descended from the Pradari, etc. Spe- speaking of which, that actually comes up, and actually that maybe that's where it even comes from. To be yeah. honest with you, Brad. But uh, also speaking of which, the King Arthur story, there's like an alternate version of it that was kind of like attached, but it's kind of like one of the later stories. Mm-hmm. Is there still plenty of sister fucking? Oh yeah, tons of sister. <laughs> Hell yeah! But however, this first book is basically the story about uh, Pradari's uh, royal parents who managed to lose him and then oh. find him again. <laughs> uh, it's actually it's actually a really fucking awful story because like like they were a bunch at Macy's, of, he saw a toy. Uh, a bunch of ladies in waiting somehow lost the kid uh under their watch so they covered the, the mother with blood and we're just like oh shit she smothered him and then i think ate him wow <laughs> which apparently people believe wow that's awesome <laughs> um but that said like so the boy kind of like went off uh this is actually towards the end this is actually the end of the actual first book but okay when he when eventually he does find his way back to his royal parents and like at the end he kind of like inherits the kingdom as king by the end oh he's back um, oh shoot sorry queen however interesting enough pradari uh means anxiety Interesting. Which is a real interesting thing to call your, like, you know, your hero, you know? Yeah, that's kind of wild. I guess it makes sense because it's like, kid, you call this a lot of anxiety. (gasps) I got it. Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed it. That's Uh, what I'm naming my son. Just straight up anxiety. Just anxiety. Mm -hmm. And and, and his daughter, his sister, Worry. (laughs) Worry Wart. Also, uh, real quick. So the earliest part of the book has uh, Pradari's father, Poole, infuriating Aran, lord of the otherworldly kingdom of uh, Arin. Uh... Pool basically has to switch places with like the with like the dude every year. So like, yeah, mm-hmm. so that's where that name comes from. Second book, this is interesting, concerns Bronwyn, daughter of Lur. Lear. Lur. 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 <laughs> yeah, there you go. Lear, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, is uh, a Bronwyn is a mistreated princess married to the king of Ireland, uh, which ba- and like basically like the king of Ireland's treatment of her. Uh, basically leads to a mutually destructive war oh, that shoot. like destroys Ireland and somehow like transforms Britain into like a wasteland or something. Sure. Uh, the third book uh, concerns the rightful king of Britain and Pradary returning to the returning to uh, Britain, essentially kind of like their adventures. Okay. Uh, and also the second book, even though he's not the main character, he like pops in, but like Pradary, you know, it's like the crossing. Yes. The crossing. Exactly. What? <laughs> what? It isn't. Uh, what's his fucking. What's his nuts pop up again? Oh, um, no, he's only. I'm sorry. John. John Grady, John Grady Cole, Cole only pops up in the. In the Cities on a plane. Yeah. That's right. I'm sorry. Right. No problem. <laughs> I, I was actually going to say like, what? Don't bring up Corporal McCarthy on the podcast. How dare you? <laughs> uh, uh, fourth book. Uh, last book briefly uh, concerns Pradary and his conflict with Math and Gwydion. Oh, hey. Uh, last interesting fact. Math was a king who needed to rest his feet in the lap of a virgin unless he's at war or he'll die sure yeah that's the kind of stories that are in here and Gwydion's story was very complicated and also wasn't like the only dude he like uh, Pradari has to deal with but yeah that's so like the names come from these stories sure yeah they're they're all characters and Gabriel yes Daniel that I stopped right there because it's like gotta set summer <laughs> honestly I, I was curious to know more and more so we'll yeah. come back around to it I mean like there, we have two more books to discuss and predate yeah uh, well yeah I mean we need to research something right mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I, yeah no they're kind of interesting to get into I'm curious that's just like the like the original stories and whatnot so like I'm curious what the other ones are um while trying to avoid saying their titles because they're all fucking Welsh and shit are there any gurgies uh I don't know but the name does come from yeah. this. In fact, uh, from what I remember, I think you even said this, that the only names that don't come from uh, the Mabinagian mm-hmm. are uh, uh, Taryn and uh, Elanwi. Oh, I don't think that was El- me. Elanwi. Elanwi? 
Elanwi. I, I hear the guy, the narrator, kind of pronounce it two different ways. Like sometimes it's Elanwi and like Elanwi, you know? Mm. So. All right. Speaking of Elanwi. I say Elanwi. Gabriel. Yeah. I talk for a while. Uh-huh. And if you don't mind talking for a while describing what happens in book three of Chronicles of Bourdain, House The Castle of Lear. Castle of Lear. Yes, Omicron Percy I-8. So, we pick up, maybe, apparently, I think I looked this up, like 18 months after the events of uh, Black Cauldron. (laughs) That's what Wikipedia said, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it said. So, um, uh, uh, let's see, in Cara Dalbin, Mm -hmm. Dalbin is setting um, uh, Ilonwi off to the island of Mona, where Mm -hmm. her family is from, so she can can join a a kingdom, where they'll teach her how to be a proper lady. Yes, because she's the she's a princess to mm. the the castle of, of Lear. Yes, and uh, also she's like like uh, the last in the line of like sorceresses or of enchantresses. Like enchantresses. Okay. Yes, people of Amo- of care, color, and in Isle of Mona, there are known enchantresses. Yes, but the line has been exterminated more or less, partly due to Akron. Akron, yeah, and also apparently like a like a, a, a like a former enchantress who like ran off and married like some other dude enchanter. Yeah, I think that's in the Foundling because she like she like left with like the book of spells and shit. Yeah, and the, the empty book. Yeah, yeah the Bible. The the, the the Pendragon. The, whatever. Pendragon. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so um, Taryn and Gurgi see um see Islandy off, and they join her at like on the voyage to get to the Isle of Mona. Mm-hmm. At the boat, they meet Prince Rune. Prince Rune. Who, Daniel, would you care to describe Prince Rune to the listeners? Oh, he's a good boy. Um, He's kind of just like, I mean, he's a prince. He was raised in kind of like eloquence and whatnot. He's a kind of, he's, he's a, a little goof. like naive and, yeah. and like goofy. He's like, a good natured goof yeah. and a kind of a fuck up, but a pleasant guy. Interesting enough, he's almost like another kind of foil to Tarot. Yeah, that's what I mentioned last week. Um, Which is kind of interesting, but in a very different way. Because last week, and I'm sorry, what was his name? from Prince Patchcloak. Prince Patchcloak. Yes. Uh, was that his name? What was no, his name? No, that's what, what Taron called him. It's fuck. I thought, I, last week I gushed about how much I love the character. Yeah, uh, Elad- Eladin or something like that? El- um, Eladir. Eladir, thank yes, you. Yes, Prince Eladir. Eladir, who was kind of like, he was a highborn dude, but like, he was like born into like status, but basically like but also st- kind of came from nothing. Status the, alone. Yeah. Yeah. He had no fortune and not even really any much honor for that matter. So he like, he's like this like nasty guy Incredibly with like a chip on his shoulder. bitter yeah feeling that prince. everyone owes him and everything like that and then like and the story has like this really awesome kind of turn from him kind of like redeeming himself yeah and in, that dude. and in this we kind of have almost like a different but like kind of related version where here's like another highborn dude who's like he's not bad he's just kind of like you know he's a goof <laughs> he's yeah like, he's, he's a like, goof he's a fuck up you know yeah, yeah. he's like the, the word they use is feckless Feckless. Which yes. I think is very charming. Yeah. But yeah, Prince Rune is just, you know, he's the sole um, prince of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And he's a, just a really well-meaning dude, but, you know, he doesn't, he's kind of helpless. Yes. Helpless and virtually useless. Oh, and um, and that's the real interesting thing as well, is that Taryn is immediately kind of, like, jealous. Yeah. Um, Because also in this one, uh, and I guess it's because it's also, like, time has passed and whatnot, but, like, Taryn's older and he's a little more, like, aware of his, of his feelings, feelings for, for Elon Wee. And like, here's some guy who's like, I think she's also like, kind of like being like, like, yes, he's a bit of a goof, but you know, it, it doesn't matter if he's highborn, lowborn. It depends on who you are and like what yeah. you do. 
and Terran's like, he's whatever. He's still a fucking doofus. jerk. He's not cool. Yeah, he's a he's a dumbass. Yeah, I hate that dude. <laughs> like, and and you know, repeatedly, like, um, they're on the boat, and like, Rune is just shouting, like, pleasantly shouting orders, like, turn the mast, yeah. capture the sail, and Terran's like, it's all done. The mast is it, <laughs> and like, he realizes the whole crew and pretty much the whole kingdom kind of like humors him. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh, that's Prince Rune. He doesn't actually know what he's talking about, but he's a nice guy. Yeah, he he's harmless. You yeah, know? yeah, and like everyone kind of knows it, and they kind he's of like sweet and harmless. They humor him because he is that. Too. Yeah, like, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, immediately Taron dislikes him because, and he discovers very soon that the plan is that they that the kingdom, the nice king and queen, mm-hmm. uh, I forget the oh, I don't remember so that Queen Talaria and King. Um, Rudlum, Rudlum. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Rudlum. They hope um, I love me to marry um, Prince Rune. Yeah. So um, that's already like Taran's already annoyed at him, but mm-hmm. now he's like, dude, fuck this guy. This guy sucks. Yeah, man. And that, and then, and then old, and then old Mag turns up. Yeah. The so old spider. <laughs> they arrive at the kingdom, yeah. and um, they're they're greeted by Fluter Flam, Bard King. Uh, you In, know, infamous liar. Yeah, notorious liar. We're playing a liar. Yeah, playing a liar. Hey, is that a thing? Is a that harp? Is that is that was the thing? I he think plays... a liar and a harp are two different things. Is this? Does it say that he plays a, a harp? It's is a that... harp. Okay, it's a magic harp. Yeah, I don't know why. I was like, yeah, doesn't he play a liar? Oh wait, he doesn't. I think in the movie he plays a liar, right? That's well, no, a harp. It's like, whatever. Beats me. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Anyway, so um, the king and queen are pleasant people as well. They're happy to have everyone. And Lonely kind of like gets cleaned up and joins the castle mm-hmm. party. They meet Mag, who's kind of like the chief steward of the kingdom. He's kind of like a, you know, a, a spindly, sneaky kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Very conniving. Just a real piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, real piece of shit. Real mean to Fluter Flam. Yes. So Terrence is trying to get by in the castle when he discovers that Prince Gwydion is there. Mm-hmm. It's old Strider himself. Old Strider, yeah. Yeah, he's there because Lonely is in danger. Mm-hmm. So, long story short, basically, uh-huh. um, Mag kidnaps the princess, uh-huh. and um, uh, the gang, uh, Gurgi, Taryn, and Fluterflam, go after, and Prince Rune, go after them. Is Dolly in this? I don't think Dolly he was, right? He's not in this one. No. Now there's Henwin. Henwin, watch. Henwin? No Henwin, zero. No, 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 no Oracle Pigs here. I know. Yeah, so the king kind of is like, hi, Taryn, between you and me. I love my son, but he's a moron. Please take care of him. <laughs> yeah. And really, we, we want him to marry Princess Ilonwe, so you got to get her back. And Taryn, like, bound by honor, because yeah. he's a good dude, he's like, I will take care of your son. He has, he has a very awesomely kind of, like, mature reaction. Yeah. Inwardly, he's like, fuck, fuck shit. Fuck, Fucking goddamn. I want Ilonwe. But, but he's like, all right, you know what? I'll suck it up. Yes, he is kind of harmless. He's a goof. Yeah. He's born into privilege, but I'll mm-hmm. fucking whatever. Yeah. Okay. He's a doofus rich boy. And like right away, Rune just kind of like wanders yeah, off. Yeah, Rune like fucks up immediately. Like he keeps on wandering off by accident. Like he like falls off his horse and runs after it. And Taryn's like like freaking out trying to find him. They find him like in a little hut. He's like, oh hey guys, I slept here. Good times, right? And they're like, what the fuck? You fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, he finds like a magic book in there. Yeah. So they continue their adventure and they end up falling into a small cavern where they run into Glue, the giant. Which like the, the way the guy reads the it. The whiny it's kind, giant. He's kind of like, oh, I'm Glue. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> a quavering voice. Yeah, because like right before that, like uh, we like we we find like notes from Glue and whatnot about his experiments. He's yeah. like kind of dabbling into like sorcery and magic and shit. How to grow things. Um, he, he, he somehow like grew a mountain 
mountain cat into like basically like what bigger than a horse or something yeah something like, like that. a big horse and uh and like they narrowly escaped the the the, the, cat the giant named, cat named lian lian um ba- basically because fluter flan uh uh plays his uh his, his harp and like the cat really likes the sound mm-hmm. um and, and Fluter's a little, little flattered and horrified. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, wow, someone really likes my music for once. I, lo- I love that. He's like, you know, someone actually wants me to play music. That's mm-hmm. kind of nice, but yeah. It's also a giant, terrifying cat. So they meet So they meet Glue, and mm-hmm. uh, basically Glue has somehow, has turned himself into a giant as well. Yes. And he's trapped. But trapped himself in a cavern doing yeah, so. Because he's too big, and he's struggling to find a potion that's going to make him small. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like this section where basically like uh, Glue kind of talks about like, He's also like a bit of a fuck up as well. Obviously, yeah, life. he's um, kind of yeah, like a, like a bitter but a bitter fuck up, kind of always whiny. Yeah, really whiny. The second whiny guy in a row because <laughs> yeah. like last time we had that uh, that dwarf, um, Gwistle. Gwistle, thank you. Uh, and like yeah, no, he's talking about how he tried his hand at a bunch of things and he kept failing at them and like he's not good at any of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he even tried being a king. Yeah, uh, he's trying to like kind of find greatness, but he's not good at any of it. Yeah, he's not bad at the whole potion thing. He's not for the most part. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I put getting himself in this pickle and like he basically says like, oh, I'll lead you out here. Traps them. Yes, and it's like, guys, I'm so sorry, but I, but you know, you guys gotta be selfless for once, and let me kill one of you to fix my potion so I can become normal size. Yes. Stop being so selfish. <laughs> Stop being selfish. Think about how he feels. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so basically, like, like, come on, make this easy on me. I just want to kill one of you. I don't even want to know who. I'm gonna pick you at random. Yeah. And I'm um, like, and Rune manages to gain um uh Terrence respect by being like, well. I'm the dumb, useless one here. Mm-hmm. I'll be the one to die f- for the thing here. Mm-hmm. And through a complicated series of, of like human laddering and uh-huh. exciting and battling, um, the guys manage to escape. The Maroon uses the bobble, I love his bobble, to blind glue, mm-hmm. and they escape. Huzzah! Meanwhile, uh, right about there, we find out that the bobble, the glowing bobble thingamabobs, whatever its actual name is. Um, uh, can like kind of show these kind of like invisible magical words that are in uh, this in the book spell well, no not glue spellbook I'm sorry they're the spellbook enchanter from... spellbook yeah the enchanter spellbook uh, and then basically they uh, oh where the fuck did this crow come from <laughs> like oh, was Ka? this in the previous books yeah he got he he got caught in uh let's see in the black cauldron um Caw belonged to Gwistle actually if you recall correctly I don't remember when that. they meet <laughs> Gwist when they meet Gwistle Gwistle's like all right guys on your way bye 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 now. Mm-hmm. And cause the one who's like, oh, Ordu, Orwen, Orgok, they have the they have the cauldron. Yeah, I do remember that. You're and Gristle's right. like, take my crow, I hate him. <laughs> Funnily enough, in my ebook version, uh-huh. the uh, the chapter where you meet cause called Caw, but there's a typo in mine. It just says raw. And I'm like, there's just a chapter <laughs> called raw in this book. That Maybe, doesn't seem right. Is that some kind of? It's like some. I don't know. Yeah, some weird like a fucking Fifty Shades shit. Come on, Alexander. Come on, Lloyd. Learn to type. Get your shit together. <laughs> But yeah, um, Ka goes, hey, by the way, I see Ellen, we, and, and Mag running up ahead. Yeah. Uh, pff, uh, they, they, they catch a fucking boat and they go to like, uh, is it, do they take a boat to the, the castle where she's being held? Yeah, they happened? get on a raft, they build a raft to get down there. They meet Prince Gwydion. Okay. And Prince Gwydion's like, that's the castle of Lear, um, care color. That's mm-hmm. where all the, uh. I love his family's from. So they all boat over there because Mag and Akron are there. Yes. Uh, Akron, I don't know if we haven't actually, I don't know if we met this, said this yet, but like Akron was like, she's like an ancient like ruler of the, of the world before the evil, the current evil king guy. Auron. 
uh, took over from her, and she's kind of like being forgotten as like a like a major power. Yeah, she's an yeah an evil queen who wants mm-hmm. her power back. We met her briefly in the Book of Three. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a yeah. We, when we met her, she had a Elanwy, uh, in like her little like magic castle thingamabob. Mm-hmm. Spiral castle. Spiral castle, and uh, and it was just like holding her and um and what's his nuts there, Taryn as well. Uh, and then we go, we go there. Taryn catches up at El- Elanwi. Elanwi goes, "Who the fuck are you?" Yes, I don't know you. Get out, dickless. Mm-hmm. And then kicks him in the balls. <laughs> you dickless fuck. <laughs> yeah, you dickless Get fuck. The fuck out of here, needle dick. Uh, and um, <laughs> and like uh, basically, yeah, shit happens. Everyone kind of comes to. Everyone kind of like meets up, and like there's this big thing. Uh, Mag's there. Mag talks about like how he has like these like delusional like things about like how he wants to be like the next great king of the, yeah. the thing bob because akron promised him that like i'll give you all this power if you bring me island way yeah and like and shit uh akron i'm trying to remember what actually it should leave this to you actually i don't sure. know what happens in the order of things yeah. here at the end so um uh, once so taryn yeah taryn meets island way whose memory who she's been kind of like brainwashed a little bit she has mm-hmm. no recollection of the gang and then uh the entire gang of companions um gwydian fluter um gurgi and taryn and Rune, they um, confront Mag and Akron and Ilanui, and they kind of have like a, a standoff <laughs> that eventually, you know, that um, Akron like tortures Gurgi a little bit, and then like, <laughs> and then yeah, then emotionally tortures Taryn by being like, like I don't know, like if you join me, let me go, then I'll make sure that she remembers you and marries you, uh-huh. but you know, I want all this power. And then Gwydion. Mm-hmm. Gwydion's like, no, don't do it. He, I, I'll tell you where the bobble and the, and the spell book are. Mm-hmm. So they get the spell book, and it's kind of revealed that Akron needs Ilanui's power to get her powers back. Yeah. To get all of her enchantments back, especially through the book. And Ilanui, using the bobble to light up the text, she has a moment of recollection, and she uses her limited powers that she has to burn the book using her bobble. Mm-hmm. And once the book like erupts into flames, Akron's like defeated basically because that was her last hope to have any magic. Uh-huh. Mag, who kind of lays like, like fuck all you, <laughs> just pimps out. He just no. Well, he first he <laughs> opens up the floodgate, so the entire oh. castle starts flooding and yeah. sinking into the ocean. <laughs> and uh, and then Taryn tries to rescue Ilanui, and as usual in this series, Taryn <laughs> blacks out. Yeah, and then he wakes up, and then. Gwydion and Co. Leon actually is the one who manages to save all of them. Leon yeah. fishes them all out of the water the kitty because cat. she really wanted Fluter to play more harp music, just like a cat. Yeah, I'm trying to like kill you, trying kitty. to kill you, fucking one minute and the next minute it's like, no, I'll save your life, kitties. Yeah. Anyway, so um, uh, Ilonui wakes up and her memories restored, and she tells Taryn, "Is like, hey, um, I'm not gonna marry Rune, but here's a magic horn <laughs> as a remembrance of me." <laughs> Get it. <laughs> No, no? <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Is it is it her dick? Yeah, she's gonna fuck him. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna fuck peg, him. Peg, peg, peg. But <laughs> and that's pretty much the end of the book. Happy yeah. ending. Rune is just like, wow, I've learned to be a better hero and a man. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Taryn. And Taryn's like, no problem, G. And Gurgi goes, Gurgi delays suicide for one more night. <laughs> Crunchings and munchies. <laughs> oh, poor suicidal Gurgi. I love oh, Gurgi so much. No, Gurgi's great. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're mm-hmm. making references to the movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's it. Gurgi has no friends. I tell you what, Gabriel, do you actually want to delay how we feel about this? Because we're talking for a little bit. Yeah, let's go ahead and let's go and play a game. Yes. And then when we come back on part three, we'll talk about our feelings on the Castle of Lear. AKA the House of Lear. The Castle of Lloyd. Uh, that's it. Let's go to break. Okie folks.
Welcome back. Hey. Dear listener readers. What up, babies? To slow readers. To overdue. Overdue the podcast where we spend the first part of the story just talking about what happens in it. Mm-hmm. And then, and then we and play And then we fucking putts off, dude. And we say the F word over. We J-O. Seriously, when we started, I had like this like gut reaction of just like a slight way to leave. I don't know about nausea. But, like, it really hit me to the point where, like, we started and my energy just went down. Gabriel? Yep. I believe you have a game for us. I have a game for you, Daniel. It's another one of my classic games. Actually, this is a brand new one. Oh. Um, I don't have a name for it. Um, Let's call it uh, The Magic Business. Okay. Because it's about the business of magic. Mm-hmm. That's not true at all. All right, Daniel. So, you know that I have a certain derision for fantasy names mm-hmm. that, you know, especially, like, it's in that in that horrible line between naming your character Quentin Coldwater and from the magicians, really truly maybe the worst protagonist name I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. It made me angry. And, you know, the the convention of like people doing their fanfics that eventually become their own real magic stuff and naming characters some fucking random set of syllables. Something a little too badass and a little too cool. Yeah, either yeah. too badass, too cool, too fanciful. Uh, no, really, if every fantasy book named was start start a guy named Harry Potter, I'd be happier. Yeah, Harry Potter is like a, a perfect, such a simple. simple yeah, the whole point name. is that he's just a random kid. But like, I don't know. I would dare say, like, I would. I'm not, I dare say. Yeah, I dare say that. Uh, yeah, that's like a thing that's just going on with like genre fiction. Like, you, yeah. you, any shitty like like noir story, mystery story, always has like a character named something that's like a little too like ugh, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. Anyway, so you know, it it, it kind of uh, coincided with another thought I was having that. You see all these magical, fantastical names, Mm -hmm. and then, on the other hand, you're scrolling through the business pages, or maybe through your app store, Mm -hmm. and you discover there's a million different tech startups with similar insane gibberish names. Oh my god. (laughs) So Daniel, I'm going to give you a name, Mm -hmm. and you're going to tell me, is it a fantasy character, a beloved fantasy character, I didn't pull out random names, or is it a tech startup firm? Okay. So is it fantasy or tech? Yes. <laughs> okay. Tech fantasy. Tech fantasy. All right. Wait. Magitech. Hit the theme music. All right. This will be a nice fast theme. Okay. Here's your first one, Daniel. Yes. The name. Okay. Bitnami. Is Bitnami oh, an God. app slash tech company or a beloved fantasy character? I'm going to guess tech. Daniel. Yes. Immediately out of the park. Oh, thank God. Bitnami, um, here's the description. With 100 plus server applications and dev stacks, Bitnami has quickly become the one-stop shop of choice for tech enthusiasts around the world. And we're not just saying that. Each month, 1 million Bitnami apps are downloaded. What, what does it do? I don't know, actually. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like an t- app store? It's like, guys, if you love tech, you're going to love this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, here's your next one. Okay. Kvoth. Kavoth. Kavoth. I'm going to guess fantasy, but I can clearly see that being like a really bad uh, mm-hmm. tech startup. But I'm going to guess fantasy. Daniel? Yes. The ah. man's on a roll. Okay. Kavoth is um, from the Kingkiller Chronicles by Patrick Rothfuss. Oh. 
He is the musically gifted protagonist of that series. He is quick-witted, independent, <laughs> with a voracious appetite for learning. Wait, seriously? I've Kev- actually Kavoth, I've actually Kavoth. read. I read the first. Oh, I can't believe I didn't recognize that. <laughs> no, well, I might have pronounced it really weird. Kavoth. I, Kavoth. I, uh, uh, Kavoth. I think. Kavoth. Yeah, uh, I think so. Actually, I don't. I don't, I don't really know. Oh. But no, first up, that's a really good book. Like okay. that. Like honestly, like a uh, Lin Manuel Miranda has been making that into like like I think a mini series or a series of movies. I've always been interested. Um. Yeah. It's it's like really fucking solid. It's basically like in the beginning, like some dude tracks down this guy who ends up being like this like legendary character who like did good and bad things and is basically just saying like what's your life story and it's him being like well let me tell you how i became a badass i'm a musician yeah anyway good job daniel here's your next one there's only seven i believe so there should be okay daniel is this an app or is it a hero or fantasy character okay steer pike (laughs) you know what I'm going to take a shot in the dark. First off, because it sounds like a fantasy name. Steerpike. But I'm going to guess that's tech. All right, Daniel. <laughs> Is your strike continued? Oh, okay. Daniel, unfortunately, Steerpike is an anti-hero in Mervyn Peake's Gormenghast books. And there's apparently there's a BBC adaptation of it. Steerpike is the kind of character you love despite their machinations. He's a conniving kitchen boy determined to wreak revenge on the class system of the crumbling Gormenghast kingdom. Wait, and I'm sorry, what? What? It's from the what series? Gormenghast. G O R M E N G H A S T. Was the author's name? Mervyn Peake. Okay. Mervyn M E R V Y N. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, I've heard of Gormenghast, and apparently, honestly, a conniving kitchen boy determined to oh, wreak revenge. That yeah. sounds awesome. No, I've seen the I've seen the name of. The, here's the thing, though. I tried like I looked. I started looking at the way it's written, and it's like I'm just like, oh god, it's like written in a style that's like gonna be a huge headache. But oh, no, yeah. they, they sound really cool because listen to that. And supposedly know? there's a BBC adaptation, so we can just watch that shit. Yes. Rather than read well, read books. Yeah, we'll talk about. What is this a literature podcast? Hey, man, that, maybe that's gonna be our next fantasy. Fuck series. that noise. Maybe. I love the covers of the books. You've seen I, I'm not even familiar. Yeah, I just show, know the name. I'll show you that. All right. Daniel, here's your next one. Uh, um, you are uh, two, two for three. Two for three. Two for three. Here, one second. Here's your next one. Dextro. Is Dextro, Dextro a fantasy character? A G.I. Joe character. <laughs> That's Destro. Destro, okay. Dextro. I'm going to... I'm going to... And I Google, generally speaking, either side if it was a fantasy character or if it was a tech firm. Okay. Um, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess tech. Daniel guesses tech. Correct, Daniel. Hey. I'm. I'm sure maybe somewhere in the long leagues of fantasy writing, someone is named Dextro. Yeah. But I. (laughs) I I searched it, and there wasn't anyone popping up like top of the line being yeah. like remember dextro my favorite character uh, from the bloody blue chronicles also you said uh you said beloved so like obviously like maybe in some book out there there might be a character but like beloved like the, yeah everything you actually mentioned so far i know of oh so, even yeah. better yeah so with dextro's api and impressive computer vision shops <laughs> developers and businesses can draw actionable insights from the objects that appear in photos videos and streams thanks i love the i love the enthusiasm that you're reading hey, like i want to get paid okay Alright, Daniel. Yeah, Gabriel, go ahead. Here's your next one. Yeah. Jadis. Is Jadis a famous app or is it a famous beloved character from fiction? I'm gonna guess uh, I'm gonna guess fiction. Hey. Daniel, that's the real name of the White Witch from the Chronicles of Narnia. 
Oh, for real? Her name is Jadis. Jadis the White Witch. Okay. You know, I don't know if I've ever really... I think I'm at four. I don't, mm. know, if, I don't know if I've ever actually read uh, any of the Narnia books. I read Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. She's the villain of that one and also the villain of uh, the magician's nephew. You know, isn't that... Uh, that's another fantasy series that has like five books and like the second one is the popular one. Is it the... Po- Wait, isn't the second one? Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe? No, it's the first one. That's the first one. Okay, never mind. I I, you know, I never really cared for it, to be perfectly honest. I started reading it in like freshman year of college. It was very Christian. So I just didn't really care for it. Anyway, Daniel. Uh-huh. Here's your next one. This is your penultimate one. Virul. Is Virul a tech company or a beloved fantasy character? Now, hold on a second there. I'm pretty sure that's a fantasy character. Virul? Virul. Let me, I'll need to spell it for you. Okay. <laughs> V-I-R-O-O-L. Virul. Virul? Mm-hmm. Actually, I think I remember that being a tech thing, but I'm going to, whatever, I'm going to stay, I'm going to hold my guns and say fantasy character. I think I've heard of that before. Hold on, this is an <laughs> app for Simply Piano by Joy Tunes. Fuck you. La, la. Okay, fantasy. Fantasy? <laughs> and also, listeners, if you can prove that this is a beloved character, if I'm wrong, then write, write at us. <laughs> okay. Like, send a message. Verul. Verul helps brands and agencies deliver their video content to the right people at the right time. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think I've like, I've seen that. I think I've seen that spelling before. But like, I can imagine like if it was V I R U apostrophe U L E or something like that. Yeah, like fantasy. Viral. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact that it was like spelled very phonetically, I'm like, that's not fantasy. But but I suck my guns. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm kind of curious. Is, is was that the last one? No, one more. Oh, okay. I thought that was it. All right. I think okay. we're at seven. There's seven overall, right? Yes. Okay. So I I'm believe at, you've won. I've gotten I've gotten four four of them. Yes. Okay. Here's your final one to see if you're the champion. Okay. Dick Lover Supreme. Eligo. What? Eligo. Eligo? Yes. E-L-L-I-G-O. I'm going to guess... Eligo. I'm going to guess fantasy just because it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. Wrong. Okay. Damn, girl. <laughs> Eligo Health Research makes a platform that helps doctors find clinical trials for eligible patients, cross-referencing study criteria of health records. The company recently raised $20 million to improve clinical trial participation. Aw, oh, shit. Daniel. Fuck. You're still a winner in the hearts of our readers yeah. and listeners. I got over 50%, which in yeah. American academia means I'm pretty all right. Hell yeah. <laughs> Gabriel. Yep. It's a very good game. I good learned times. so much about tech. Yeah, and also apparently you knew a bunch of these fantasy characters. Yeah, I, I knew uh, all of I actually knew all of them except for the fucking Narnia one. <laughs> hey, yeah. yeah, you knew who the White Witch was. I know. But honestly, though, like, um, I would... Yeah, I... I I would actually really, I've actually wanted to do uh, the name of the wind for this, but like, honestly, like it's Are very, they really it's, long. It's very long. Yeah. Mm. That's the only issue. I mean, if you wanted to like, actually like, like fucking double, like double dick the book. I don't know why. I, double dick the that's, book. That's not a good like verb. I was going to say like, I don't know why that's the verb I'm going to use, but I stuck my gun. Sure. Just like that last question. Or yeah. Question. Well done, Dan. But no, um, that's a thing. Maybe if you want to listen to an audible, I have the book here. It's, it's very, I really liked it actually. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Ma- Manuel Ma- Miranda loves it. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually I'm very curious to check out the Gorman gas stuff more than anything else. Oh yeah, no. If you want to do that too, I would love to do that. Mainly because yeah. it seems kind of yeah. fucking anything that's to do with like dance. fucking like kitchen boys and that kind of thing. He's an antihero, which is right. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that's how you play that game. Look, yeah. Good job, Gabriel. Yeah. You you're the one who, you who actually won that game. Hey. That did not sound good. You're the one who won. You're the one who won that game. One to one. Sound like a bad translation. Juan. Gabriel. Yeah. Great. 
uh, but we're going to go on break. Okay. When we come back, we're going to talk about how we felt about oh. the House of Lurk. <laughs> um, and also talk about what we're going to read next. Do some final shit. This concept of love confuses and infuriates us. We're going to get the best jokes in future on that. Go to break. Welcome, dear listener readers. Hi. To Slow Readers, your weekly fast-paced literature podcast. Brought to Bay Top Gun Radio. I'm still Gabe. I'm still Daniel. And here, we're going to fuck shit up. And Gabriel, I just have to say, one of my favorite Futurama jokes that I'll always remember. Oh, please do. Is uh, Fry going... No, not that one, but that's a good one. Is Fry going to Bender? Hey, Bender, where's the bathroom? And Bender goes, what room? Bathroom. Bath what? Bathroom. What? What? So... I just had to say that. <laughs> yeah, no, that that seems like a bit you've you've worked on me many times. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel. Yep. Uh, so now let's talk about how we felt about this book. Okay. Uh, let me ask you, because again, you're the one who, you read all the books, right? Before. Uh, yeah, no, okay. this, again, this is one of my favorite series. Okay. And uh, this is my Lord of the Rings. So Gabriel, yeah. Well, how do you feel? How did you feel about this book when you read it the first time? And how do you feel about it now? Like, um, I loved it the first time I read it. Really, I, like I've said before, um, the only one that I'm kind of lukewarm on is the book of three. And that's just because it has it's a little bit busy trying to get establish all these characters. And Taryn is just, you know, like a like a little boy in it. And this is like the first one where like romance starts to be a real part of it. Uh-huh. And like much like how much I love Elodir. I love Prince Rune so much. He's just one of those characters that makes me happy. He's like, you know, he's just, he's he's Prince Rune. You you know, you can't be mad at him. And the only reason why you'd be mad at him is because you're jealous of him, like Taryn is. Yeah. Well, actually, I tell you what, I really enjoy the fact that, first off, yeah, no, I love, I love all of Taryn's kind of feelings towards him. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that, like, He'll get pissed off, like kind of rightfully so. Being, yeah. I mean, just like anybody like, else. Stop running off. I mean, anyone who's like, like has more but, than you, but like clearly like doesn't really quote unquote deserve it, you know, mm-hmm. like they're frustrating. And then he does something that's actually frustrating. And Turin just goes like, God, he goes, God damn it. Like, <laughs> God Bob Odenkirk. damn it. You dickless shit. <laughs> dickless shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, no. And then he kind of goes like, and then he's like, all right, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, you know, I promise your dad. Yeah. And then, yeah. And, and then, if you want to, if you want to marry Island Me and she'll have you, then good for you. It's fine. Whatever. I'll just be sad over here. Whatever. It'll be me and my pig and Gurgi. <laughs> also, but, and, and apparently, I never realized that Gurgi has enough height on him that putting him that human laddering of Gurgi on his shoulders. Uh-huh. In my mind, Gurgi is always smaller. That's from not the... not like cartoon small, uh-huh. but like I didn't imagine him to be like. Like Terran sized. Uh, yeah, I imagine him. I think he's a little. He rides a pony, so he can't be that much bigger. He's not over. I, I always pictured him as being kind of like like Gollum sized from from like Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, sure. where like he's it's like his posture. He's like doesn't... he's like slightly smaller. Also, because Gollum is uh, based on a, a race of creatures that were not unlike Hobbits, so they're like <gasps> roughly that size. But like I imagine him. I imagine Gurgi <laughs> being like kind of like thatish size or just kind of like hunched over, or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, he's not physically described clearly so yeah what, no. are you, what are you gonna do yeah no anyway so yeah I'm, uh, i really enjoy this one daniel well how was it what was it like rereading it oh um boy S- same same <laughs> no i'm uh, so you know i'm uh, <laughs> we, we record the show every sunday uh-huh. and normally i work at the bar so i'll sit there and i'll hurry through and i'll just i'll read the thing over sitting there mm-hmm. like between deliveries and you know th- this one is just another good time but every time it's not the the, the the cell of the book is the interactions between Taryn and Rune. Mm-hmm. And so when it's not about him, I mean, like, it, it, it's, it flags a little for me. 
Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I forget how much, like, as a kid, I thought that Glue was awful and obnoxious and I hated him. But now, as an adult, like, it's wonderful the way that Lloyd Alexander writes these these asshole characters. Yeah. Because, like, uh-huh. like, like, Glue's awful, but he's hilarious, and I love it so much. And, like, I think Lloyd Alexander's, like, expertise in writing character voice is always so well done. It made, I was shocked to discover that these are relatively modern books written by an American. A Philly guy. A Philly guy, a join! And a spy. And a spy. But, you know, it made me think that, like, oh, these aren't characters tale as old as time? Yeah. I, I, I tell you what. I, I really think, like, down the line, especially for, like, maybe one or two, at least, like, one or two of these books, definitely listen to the, the audiobook because Guy does a great job developing a different voice for every single character. Mm. Like, very, very rarely do two characters actually sound the same. Like, he does a great job, like, performing each of them. Oh, like Patrick James Langton. Oh, fuck, I don't remember. James <laughs> James Langton? 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 Professor Langton from the Angels and Demons? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Um, Tom Hanks with long hair. Yeah. Uh, no, but like, like Ellen Wee has again, like a real, a really sharp I- Welsh accent. Like she's oh, almost, cool. she's almost sounds like Irish. Like it's that hard. That sounds awesome. Um, and like in gurgy crunchings and munchings and glooping gl- like tremble, tremble. <laughs> you know, like stop it, you're ruining everything. Just let me kill you. Uh, Ella Deer, Ella Deer, Ella Deer from last week and Rune this week. Like they each of them had like a very distinct voice That's as well cool. that he gives, yeah. like. And it's like the perfect voice for Rune where he's like, he's, hello, hello. he sounds like a nice kind of simple minded guy yeah. who like is kind of unaware of himself, you know, mm-hmm. like it's really great. But, um, but, uh, yeah, no. Yeah. How did you enjoy the castle of Lear book three of the Chronicles of Perdane? Uh, and you know what? I, I liked it. A, I liked it a lot. I was mm-hmm. looking forward to this one because again, like the first one, big kitty cat first, a big kitty cat. Big kitty cat. Baby. Uh, f- uh, first off, like you know, because like a book of three was like was like fun, but like the the characters were were the interesting thing. Yeah. Besides that, it was like a simple like adventure. It was a very yeah. small adventure. Like a, quest a good, story, not great you know? pilot. Yeah. Uh, second one was kind of like a bit of a heavier story about like um you know it, it's like as if like the story got a little darker and Stakes a little more serious. Got way higher. Stakes got way higher and everything, and then like and then I heard about like well the third one is just about. Uh, Alan, uh, uh, we kind of like going to a castle and everyone kind of joining her. I'd be like, oh, fucking cool! Mm-hmm. Like, I want to. I would actually spend more time with the characters just being characters than like than actually going on a quest. Little to find out that oh, like this book There's was entirely about uh, Alan, uh, we being uh, captured and taken away, and the guys looking for her. Mm-hmm. I was a little. I was also hoping to have like this was going to be a very like Alan, we kind of like focused story. I mean, it, it technically is based on what I yeah. said, but like I meant to like like she's not really in it a lot. Mm-hmm. She, you know, like, yeah, l- let me adjust your expectations a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. She is not in Terran Wanderer. Yeah, no, I, I figured that. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and like, she's, she always gets moments, but you're never going to get mo- as much of her as you're probably going to want. Okay. Uh, I mean, that uh, I guess that is what it is. Where, like, the same thing with, like, I guess the other characters where she's not as much of a Deuteragnus as much as she's, like, mm-hmm. one of the characters. Yeah. I, I'm finding in these books, often your Deuteragonist is going to be, like, the foil. Like yeah. Eladir and um and uh Rune. Yeah, which and and don't be wrong. Which is great. That's great, That's great storytelling. So it's just like different from what I expected. I expected this to actually like, take place in the castle and whatnot. Some Harry Potter shit. Some Harry some Ar- Harry ass some, Potter <laughs> shit. <laughs> some Harry ass shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, no. Um. But that said, no. The story's great, and uh, you know, I don't mean to peek too much into my um 
you know, uh, uh, into your dangerous mind, hazy memories and whatnot. Oh. But uh, no, uh, uh, you, yeah, you were, you basically said everything that I basically say about like Rune and whatnot. But love him so much. Um, no, I want to talk about glue. Glue, glue is uh, uh, creepy. Um, uh-huh. like it's uncomfortable. Uh, and he sounds like he sounds like some actual kind of some like the scariest people aren't really like necessarily like evil. They're just like they're deluded. They don't understand themselves mm-hmm. or like they're. This is kind of like. It, like either sociopathy or psychopathy of like, was an incel of like kind of like being like no this is hard for me when he's doing horrible things to other people yeah. like there's something really fucking like it's kind of played he goes from being like kind of like this goof mm-hmm. to kind of being like oh this is like really fucking unnerving yeah um he's awful <laughs> he's 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 legit like a scary person mm-hmm. yeah he's, he's scary because he's not actually directly scary just the way that his mind's thinking and like mm-hmm. the power he's putting over people is legit yeah. fucking unnerving. and he thinks he's a good guy he thinks he's being a good guy and like he, he thinks that he's asking something reasonable yeah out of him he's like, like demanding concessions yes and and it's and like and thinking he's the hero yes and so but yeah no that's so like that's a really interesting character and i love the big cat <laughs> yeah, big yeah. cat, big cat. Yeah, and uh, not to not to spoil it by kind of spoil it for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fluter Flam uh, rides the cat Hell in the future. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. now I read this and I was like, what? And it doesn't happen in this one, but yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Not to go back right on the glue thing. I think that that is it's a really interesting point. I feel like that that is a character trope slash decision that's not used enough. It's incredibly compelling mm-hmm. and it's scary. And when it's used right, then it's it's wonderful because yeah. it makes your character makes you it's an antagonist almost always. It makes that character so much more deeply disturbing. Yeah. Like I, I I will never stop being a champion for the movie Megamind, which <laughs> you know was, was got overshadowed by Despicable Me, which is a shame because it's that it's an animated superhero film where Will Ferrell basically plays an alien Lex Luthor and he spends his whole life being overshadowed by Brad Pitt Superman mm-hmm. and he becomes a supervillain because he never had a chance to be a hero and when he accidentally kills Superman he's like well I guess I'll just fucking kick ass from now on and I'll just go I'll go take over the world <laughs> and he accidentally well he makes a new villain for him a new hero for himself because he gets so bored mm-hmm. and it's it's Jonah Hill as this you know basically a glue type that <laughs> he I'm a uh, uh, Will Ferrell's character gives him superpowers and instead of being a virtuous hero he's this entitled like almost whiny person who when his anger gets in, like incurred mm-hmm. it's one of the most complex villains I've ever seen in any media really and he's like a deeply upsetting person yeah. and it's as a kids movie <laughs> and it's great like he gets he starts becoming a real villain uh-huh. when he like demands the Lois Lane character go out with him and when she won't do it, he gets full incel monstrous. And even Will Ferrell's like, what the fuck, dude? Chill. <laughs> it's a really good movie. Should Anyone should watch it if you want to see a good, like a fascinating yeah. villain, like mindset and backstory. Yeah, nice. No, that sounds, I, I, I remember you saying that and I thought it was about, I think the bad guy in Wreck-It Ralph, <laughs> who's played by, um, isn't that a, what's his face from Alan Tudyk? Or was it Alan Tudyk? I don't remember. But like, no, I think you're. I think you're actually talking about this person. I always thought you were talking about a villain from Wreck It Ralph, a movie I've not seen all the way through. Wreck It Ralph. And there's two of them. I love Wreck It Ralph one. Yeah, I'm sure it's great. I really enjoyed it. I just hadn't. Did I see Wreck It Ralph two with you in theaters? No, I have not seen it. Huh. Yeah. Wreck It Ralph one is really good, actually. But uh, 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 yeah. How was the second one? Fine. Yeah. You can skip it. Um, but basically, no. I was. I thought you're taking a different direction. I thought you were gonna say the thing which like the best, like the best villains. I think Stephen King said this or something, something like that. The best villains don't 
think of themselves as villains. They're yeah, not, they, that like that Stephen King is a place where I see the most kind of this villain, where yeah. you're so you're you're so deeply lodged in their head, where they're like, why doesn't the world let me have what I want? I'm not a bad person when they're doing truly horrific things. Yeah, I mean that, and that's yeah, that's the best kind of thing and whatnot. But no, that's that's fucking yeah, that's wild. But really, you want to watch Megamind? Uh, man, not tonight though. <laughs> I think it's on Disney Plus, ain't it? I don't think so. All right. all it's I, a DreamWorks. All I say is I ain't no slut for Disney Plus anymore. Right now I'm slutting hard for HBO Max. Hell yeah. That said, we're going a bit long. Probably gonna be on HBO Max if anything. Okay, bro. Yeah. So we have one little thing we had to do with the story before okay. we away. It's a little thing brought to us by our old buddy from the Web Around Podcast. Uh-huh. A hard right wing show. No I'm kidding. Yes. Um uh from the Web Around Podcast, our old buddies, uh brought to us by Shawnee B. Horny, aka Sean B. Hayes. Mm-hmm. Uh it's a little thing called Hazy Memories. Yes. Uh, uh, Gabriel, you probably have hazy memories since mm-hmm. you've read this book already. Um, when you th- when someone mentions the Castle of Lear, 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 Lear. whatever, I don't give a shit anymore. I don't mm-hmm. care anymore. Fucking Welsh. Yep. Uh, what comes to your mind? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? The first thing that comes to mind, much like Black Cauldron, is Prince Rune, mm-hmm. who is just this wonderful, fully well-rounded character in this little little slice of kids' fantasy fiction. Mm-hmm. That you know, I I, I really don't want this to be another soapbox and why I think Lord of the Rings is so boring. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like these characters do so much more of so much less mm-hmm. that these are all American written characters that Ooh, are just <laughs> wonderful. And I like, it, you know, it's that notion that if you can attach a motif to a character mm-hmm. that will do so much more to create a familiarity and a pattern for them that you can appreciate and love than going in too deep on creating complexity for them. Yeah, and Rune. The second you meet him, like hello, hello, like imagine him like bobbing his head, like he's he's wonderful, and just uh, I'd for honestly I'd forgotten so much of how they get in and out of situations, like how they beat glue. I know they just escape glue, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's almost like for example, at the end when like um when Ter- when like the castle's flooding and Taron just gets knocked out when he wakes up, he's like, oh, we got out. Yeah, because like. The kind of, like, way they get out of situations isn't necessarily terribly, like, important or exciting as yeah, much. Yeah, there's always an emotional climax, and then <clears throat> Taron gets knocked out, and then <laughs> wakes up, and things are resolved. But, yeah, he always, he always kicks ass. He's going to have fucking concussions, yeah, you know dude, what I mean? He's going to go... really bad. Yeah, I was going to make a really off-color joke about concussions. <laughs> Oof, <okay>. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Daniel, yes. in honor of our dear friends at the Whip Around podcast, for all your weird news needs, please mm-hmm. check out the Whip Around. They're good friends of ours. They've been plugging us lately. It makes me very happy Yay. to hear it. Love you guys. Love they you are, guys. They are not the right-wing podcast. They are so not. Give them all the listens. Daniel, 10 years from now, someone's going to ask you, hey, have you read Castle of Lear? What are you going to remember? Um, Not to... Okay, to actually uh, take a step away from... Like, I'll probably remember Glue more than anything, because, like, Glue is, again, a, a legit like, creepy villain. Um, like Vir- He comes back. Yeah, I, I think I saw that, too. So does Mag. Back, yeah. Mag. Okay, I figure Mag comes back. Um, But uh, that's... Also, Rune comes back, too, right? Rune, baby, yeah. Rune! And the kitty cat... Uh, but that said, um, but you know, like, a little moment whatnot that I want to bring up that would actually be, like, a true, like, hazy memory... Um. When uh, uh, the the gang are all like uh, the companions c- coming up, yeah, they keep calling them the companions, right? Uh-huh. Uh, when they catch up with El- uh, uh, Ellen Wee and she like doesn't know them, 
Gergi goes, like, Gergi gets like very upset and goes like, don't you remember Gergi? <laughs> and like every fucking time you're just like, oh God, man. Damn, come on, Gergi. And Taryn's like, fuck, that's sad. <laughs> like, oh man. Yeah, it's like like when the, when Akron tortures Gergi yeah. and Gergi like, and like, like Taryn's like, oh man, that actually hurts even more than I Lenomi ignoring me. <laughs> it's Gergi. No, what happens is Gergi um, gets tortured using I Lenomi's power yeah. as directed by Akron. Yeah, yeah, and then she, Gergi yeah. comes up, he's like, even even though you hurt poor Gergi, I know it's not your fault. I love you, princess. And Taryn, like, Taryn's like a heart fucking breaks. It's like, it's like if Chewbacca had more yeah. of like a character where <laughs> more it's like, words. he's like a little, he's somewhere between like a person and like the dog you love in the in the mm-hmm. story, you know? And yeah. So like when anything bad happens to him and he's such like an understanding being like, even though you hurt me, I know you love me. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I mean, I get a little boy. emotional thinking about it. Yeah, I know. It's really, it's, it's, it's hard. That's, that's my hazy memory. I love you, yeah. Gergi. Gergi's great. I'm Gergi's really looking forward. I'm really looking forward to next week. Speaking yeah. of which, Gabriel, what are we doing next week? Um, Daniel, we are getting so close to closing down Pradane. Oh, we're doing book man. four out of five. Okay. We're doing my absolute favorite in the series, Taryn Wanderer, mm-hmm. also known as Taryn fucks off for a while and gets a bunch of jobs. Gabriel. Gabriel. It's tight. Taryn fucks off for a while. <laughs> Taryn fucks off. He goes on Rumspringa. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's great. Okay. No, I'm looking forward to it, really. Because again, like, I, I, as and, I said, like, and the payoff of the High King of all the books is it's really great. All right, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and uh, so we're we're just join us next week for part four of Predained. Predained. Uh, but for now, Gabriel, we have one little thing we do. I'd like to think a little plug, plug. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't done it already, please check out Self-Evident Asian America Stories. Season two has just come out. We're fucking doing it. I mean, Ooh. I'm not. I'm, I'm not doing anything. But sequel <laughs> sequel part two but um, uh, um i produced episode three of that first season the talk we we're supposed to have it's about my life i'm very proud of it so please support that show uh, give them listens and subscribes that kind of thing they're really really great and for us listeners press one button to support our show all we ask is you press one button press subscribe press follow press stars yeah. whatever you're doing unless you're driving if you haven't reviewed our show or give us a stars yet it just takes three seconds just add a star and if you can afford to do it you can write us a review mm. we'd really really appreciate it daniel and i need you to grow mm. we need you for us to grow we don't need you to grow you're probably fine as you, you are. guys are probably fine doing better than yeah. us probably yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't have rent. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, and we'll, we'll read your reviews on air. And Fuck we'll yeah. make t-shirts about you, that whole kind of thing. Yeah. Um. And follow me on Instagram at read.richards. Read like reading a book. Daniel. Yeah, Gabriel, you can follow yeah. me on Twitter. At I do. Top, at Top Gaunt Radio. I know, you do. And oh. I have something to talk about that as well. Oh, my. Um. You can follow me on Twitter at Top Gaunt Radio, but I'm mainly active on Instagram at Slow Readers, which like has been giving me some pretty shitty reach. Like I, mm-hmm. I used to get like like an okay amount of like kind of likes and whatnot, interactions none for like two or three months it's in the algorithm dude. it's been really bad on me you need to show your face more but uh yeah and them titties oh no and i gotta i gotta, I gotta start crying and <laughs> stripping down and yeah drinking heavily when i take pictures anyway there you go uh but no to do that you can also buy all my fiction right now on uh, anywhere you can get your ebooks mm-hmm. uh but physical formats uh, are available on amazon and those are a cook in the kingdom and the shadow from the deep yeah boy that's it i want to say something because last week we had the little fun interaction where you said that like 
out of all like because I don't really like, post things on on Twitter, but like you know mm-hmm. I, I do like like and retweet things. Yeah, and I sent you proof. Yeah, and you and like the only thing that Gabe says that he sees me interact with, the only engagement that he gets notified that I do yeah. on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. I only go on Twitter every now and again to see sexy pictures. Yeah, and then I'll look at my notifications, and almost always it always says that like oh uh, Top Gun Radio liked uh, a La- uh, Laura Lux thing. Yes, Laura Lux being like a Australian DJ model uh who like has like actually a really she's fun very Twitter. funny yeah she is and also she's like raising foster kittens yeah but she's great however like it is funny that like the only notification that gabe here gets is that like oh i like the funny big boob woman you know <laughs> yep uh, and she is funny she's very funny um so uh, yeah that, that said but anyway i also want to say something else because i brought this up to i mentioned this and ilcia our neighbor, our neighbor. Has, has the same thing going on right now is that uh the slow readers instagram keeps getting tagged uh with like really shitty like 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 bot uh 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 blogs on their feeds for like sex ads whoa because like i i can't stress like if you imagine like the most you're reporting them like instantly what's that are you reporting them instantly i'm not reporting them i'm just look at this i'm like i I, like remove myself like what the fuck is this every time i get tagged in something like an ad Uh i immediately report for spam well here here's the thing though it's like this really shitty bot thing going on where like because the thing is i brought this up and then our our neighbor ilcia was like oh the same thing is happening to me Hmm. because like it's not like it would make sense if like i was like following like 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 porny Porn kind stars, of like yeah. things and whatnot but not through the slow readers instagram mm-hmm. uh so like i'm always just like am i like who what am i doing that's like making a thing but she has the same problem yeah i think it's just a random thing and i and i can't stress enough and it's not like the same one it's like a bunch of like different random ones like it's some like shitty bot out there that's not operating right i think you should report all of them and eventually it'll slow down it, it technically should but the thing is like like uh ilcia she's been reporting them as well but mm-hmm. like i just kind of like, remove myself but like I mean, they're gonna, they're, it's gonna eventually be torn down, but it's really fucking annoying that, like, there are times when, like, I'll get tagged with, like, two at the same time, and it's, like... Two at once! It's, like, the most shitty... Like, imagine the most, like, stock... Not stock footage, but, like, half-assed, like, I grabbed something that nobody gave a shit about of, like, like lousy, like, quote-unquote sexy picture, and then, like, I'm tagged with a bunch of other people, and it's, like, if you want sex, click on this link, you know? Yeah. I got this report. So that said cool man fuck you instagram (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm gonna follow us on instagram follow us on instagram that said that's the end of the show see you guys next week for taryn wanderer bye bye this has been a top count radio production executive produced by daniel gonzalez and gabriel mara for more shows and information go to topcountradio.com (laughs) 